0: how to create digital products with AI that actually sell. (laughs) What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Now a member of the Entrepreneur Podcast Network. If you want to learn how to make extra money in your spare time, you are in the right place. Today's guest is a longtime Side Hustle Show listener, started her business in 2015. Things really started to pick up in 2020, thanks in part to ditching the hour commute each way. She's since taken the business full-time, posting $30,000 a month, largely from the sales of her digital products through her website, through her Etsy store, and through Teachers Pay Teachers from mombeach.com. Becky Beach, welcome to The Side Hustle Show.
1: Oh, thanks, Nick. I'm glad to be here.
0: Me as well. Stick around. In this one, we're covering digital product research with AI-assisted creation, and of course, how to actually market those products, how to get traffic and sales. If you're new to the show, welcome. Excited to have you here. There are hundreds of actionable, binge-worthy episodes in the archives for you to check out. And if you prefer a more curated approach, you can build yourself a personalized playlist at hustle.show. Head on over there. You can do it right from your phone, answer a few short, multiple choice questions, and I'll share your custom curated playlist that you can add to your device. Again, that's hustle.show. Now, Becky, I want to start with the beginning of mombeach.com, my understanding is the inspiration or the impetus to start started with like a lot of side hustles do an unhealthy relationship at the day job.
1: That's so true. I had this really toxic boss and he would tell me like I wasn't a good employee all the time and say I didn't deserve my title. And I would just be so upset. So one day I just let them have it. I was like, I don't appreciate you calling, saying that to me. you know." So I just, so I got fired you know, the next week. So then I started my blog, Mom Beach, when I got home because I was just so tired of like working for these people.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. But then it was like a lot of side hustle, especially starting a website business. Lots of blood, sweat, and tears to get it off the ground, to gain some traction. And my understanding, it was six years before that really was a full-time income or before you felt comfortable taking the leap. you talked to me about if there was a specific revenue target you were looking for? What made you feel comfortable saying, all right, I'm going all in on this uh, internet business thing?
1: When COVID hit, my blog just exploded. I started getting 250,000 page views a month and lots of traffic to my printables. And my sales phones were doing so well. I was getting like um, like 20,000 at the time. So I decided to quit my job. That was two years ago. Like, it was hard at first because, like, I was living in fear. I didn't think I I could do it. You know, I thought my business would just end the next day or something if I quit. But I just went all in and told my boss, hey, I'm going to be doing my own thing right now. and I need to, like, be quitting. At first, he was like, oh, don't quit. You know, it's not a good idea. I don't think you're smart. So then I just went ahead and did it anyway.
0: (laughs) And I haven't looked back since. So that's very exciting. And really cool to build something up to that point where you're able to have that opportunity to have that flexibility and say, look, I've got this other thing that's working. I don't need this job. My rule was five bad meetings or something, five bad days at work until I'm, I'm out of here, something like that. So I think that makes a ton of sense. So mombeach.com kind of plays in the mom blog space, the personal finance space. And talk to me about what's ringing the cash register in terms of the digital products. You mentioned the printables. What's going on over there in terms of how the site is earning revenue?
1: At first, I was relying on ad income and affiliates alone. But when I started also making digital products, it just exploded. And since making them with AI, it's even got, went further because I'm able to crank out even more. The digital products are just doing so well. Like people will just visit my blog out of the blue. Like I don't even know them really. They just come and they're just like, they're just internet randos they come and purchase. Mm -hmm. And I have all these sales funnels set up like freebie opt-ins where they sign up with their email. They're redirected to a sales page that leads to my Shopify store.
0: Okay, that's interesting. I have always thought of Shopify as a physical product e-commerce platform, but you can use it for digital products as well. So that's the visitor flow through SEO, through Pinterest. They come to your site, download some freebie, and then the digital products are largely like an email based upsell after the fact.
1: They are because I get quite a lot of traffic and they come in, they sign up to my freebies and the freebies are like free printables, like I have a budgeting planner and I got a home planner for people to organize their homes, like specifically moms. And I just get like so many leads like every single day from these freebies. And then they're directed to a sales page because in ConvertKit, you can actually make them go to a sales page after they sign up to the email. And I just put the sales page there. And then they buy a product off my Shopify store because you can actually put your cart in your Shopify store right on the sales page. They can click a link and get to the cart.
0: Okay. 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 So give me an example of, like, let's talk about this budgeting planner, for example. Talk to me about top of the funnels. How does somebody discover that? Is this like ranking in Google for those types of terms?
1: Yes, I make user-specific content that people are searching for that solves problems, say like a saving money post or a money-making post, and people are searching for these problems on Google, and I, I use long-tail keywords, And then I create the piece of content. I've also been utilizing ChatGPT lately to help me create content. Like I'll use it to make like a, a blog outline. It makes it so much faster to create content now.
0: So I'm trying to find an example of one of those posts, but how to save money. And here's a list of ideas on how to solve this problem. And by the way, if you're trying to save money, you probably need this budgeting planner. Here's my free template. And then after somebody puts in their email for that, boom, sales page for something more advanced? Or what's on the sales page? or What's the digital product?
1: Well, for instance, one of my posts that are new are 30 day money saving challenge. And in that post I have the budgeting planner. And then when they subscribe to the planner, they start they get it sent to their email. And they're also directed to a budgeting spreadsheet.
0: And the spreadsheet is for purchase.
1: Yes, like I'll have the spreadsheet for purchase I also sell spreadsheets in my Shopify store as well.
0: Gotcha. Okay. How do you figure out what to create. Because this is, I think, where a lot of people are probably struggling to get started. And there's, from what we talked to um, some different Etsy store sellers in particular, it's like, well, I created hundreds of printables and spreadsheets of digital products, but really only five or 10 of them make any significant sales. It's like you almost have to cast this wide net and there's an 80-20 to everything. And I know you've got a ton of different products out there too maybe what was the first product, the first product that started to hit? How do you walk somebody, a new person through kind of like that initial research process of having these sales funnels that are all the well-oiled machines working? That sounds great, but I got to start putting the chess pieces in place here.
1: I recommend you can go on Pinterest and just search printables in Pinterest and see what comes up first. And there's all these different printable ideas, you know, another other digital products like spreadsheets, and there's e-courses on there. You can just look to see what's coming up first in the results, and that's usually what's most popular. And also use some Etsy tools like Everbee and Sale Samurai. Like both those are really good. They're inexpensive tools to search what's trending on Etsy. And also Google Trends is free to use. You can see what's currently trending, like trending topics in money-making or saving money or any other niche topics that you have for your your own personal website.
0: Interesting. Okay. And after, so you're trying to find what's already popular, which, okay, there's probably some level of pre-existing competition there, but not necessarily a bad thing. At least, you know, there's demand. And then on the trend side, trying to catch an up and coming thing. I don't know what the, I mean, imagine there's some seasonality to budgeting around new years or something or back to school season or something like that, but trying to catch the new trend or being on the front edge of a new trend.
1: Exactly. You can also look at Pinterest trends. It's kind of like Google Trends. It tells you what's currently trending on Pinterest. In Google, you can actually see what has trended in the past. So if you're thinking of a, a product coming up in the coming months, you can see what currently did good last year. And you can see that if your product did well or not. And a lot of times I'll just create, I'll just look for trending words and I'll create like content around that. Then I'll actually create a product, like for instance, like I just now found this one trending keyword on Pinterest for a school morning routine. So I'm going to make a routine planner because this post is doing very well on Pinterest.
0: Okay. School morning routine was the keyword that you found. And so create the blog post around that. And then the freebie or the digital products is the actual printable planner around that.
1: Right now I'm working on a school morning routine planner where they can plan their morning routine or even after school routine and I'm gonna put that in the post when I get it finished. Okay. I'm using AI to help me create the routine. You'll actually use Chat GPT to create the routine mentioned in the post.
0: Okay. My wife did something similar for our kids like here's the morning checklist. Like you gotta get dressed, you gotta brush your teeth, you gotta have breakfast, you gotta take the dog out, you gotta pack up your snack and your backpack, and then you have free time after and so something like that, just turning it into a pretty looking thing. In Canva, but what is that's only like five or six bullet points. Like, do you really need a Chat GPT AI assisted thing for, for that? Like, are we overcomplicating it?
1: Oh no, you really don't. You could come up with it all yourself. Like, if you're really good about making routines, you can just create your own routine and then like create a product centered around that. Like, a, like a checklist, like you mentioned, like that would be a really good product idea. Like a school morning checklist. That's probably better than a planner. Maybe I should do a checklist instead. And you can actually use Chat GPT to create the schedule, and they'll do it for you. Or you can create it yourself. Like, so, you, so you can just use AI to help you. It's there to serve you. It's not the other way around. It's not here to take everybody's jobs like a lot of people think. It's here to make life easier.
0: Okay. So let's continue down that example. So this would be, if you're building this out, is this going to be an email opt-in for you? Or are you thinking, hey, I'm going to go paid digital product here?
1: I'll probably just list the digital product because there's already two opt-ins in this blog post. I put two opt-ins in each blog post. Like right now, the budgeting planner is in there and also the home planner. So I also will include the morning routine checklist or planner in there. I'll upload it to Shopify. And there's this app that you can get for Shopify called Digital Downloads. And you can actually upload digital products like PDFs to that digital download. And when someone purchases, they're actually sent a link, so there's no shipping.
0: Yeah, no shipping. Automated fulfillment, similar to digital products on Etsy or like Gumroad it used to be the big platform for digital products. And that's really cool. So I think we're onto something here. What else goes into the product? Are you looking for any sort of like metrics around minimum search volume or keyword competitiveness or anything like that at this point, just like, look, I'm reasonably confident there's going to be demand around here. So I'm going to go out and create this thing.
1: Sales Samurai actually tells you what the demand is and also the competition rate and also the click through rate of it and how many searches it's going to get each month with Etsy. So it's
0: really helpful. I really like Sales Samurai quite a bit. That's a new one to me. That was the E Rank was the other one that previous Etsy sellers have recommended, but Sale Samurai is new.
1: There's like E Rank. There's a lot of new ones out. One is Everbee, and that has like a free plan. Like right now, I'm using the free plan of Everbee, and I also like to use Sale Samurai, and that one I pay for it.
0: Okay, and this is specific to Etsy, but maybe a microcosm of. Pinterest or Teachers Pay Teachers or the internet as a whole to say, like, here, what are people looking for?
1: Because it's using Google, because, listen, Sales Emerald actually shows you Google Trends and usually what correlates on because you can actually find Etsy listings through Google. So it's really important to pay attention to Google Trends and what's currently ranking on Google. You can use Google Keyword Planner.
0: You're making me think of, like, well, what side hustle related printables or, like, to take your 30-day money-saving challenge idea? Well, here's the 30-day side hustle challenge a couple years ago, I did a 30 day money cleanse that was, you know, had a little bit of side hustle stuff, but some personal finance stuff. Oh, you know, what could be the digital product version of something like that. But what I'm hearing is making sure there is demand, making sure there is search volume, at least some level of interest before you go out and create the thing. Am I hearing that correctly?
1: I guess you're exactly right. You really need to see what's currently trending, like what people are wanting, because you can't just make something and then there you go. If you build it, they will come like that's not going to happen. You got to actually research the market, just like any product. You know, I'm sure all kinds of different companies are all doing product research and they have like R&D, where they're actually researching and developing the products. You actually got to have market demand for something you're going to create.
0: Any other recent examples of a product of yours that went through this process from research to completion to sales?
1: My top selling product ever was my home planner. And it has lots of home organization in there, like home checklists, like organizing checklist and cleaning checklists. And I just like researched the market for a cleaning planner. And it did very well. And I saw on Etsy, there was lots of other cleaning planners doing well, home planners were also doing well. So I thought, well, maybe I could combine both like the cleaning and organizing together, and also decluttering. And I made this home planner, and it's doing so well. I've made probably like $50,000 in sales since I created it.
0: Wow. Just on Etsy alone or combined, like through your store? Oh, and- well,
1: my Shopify store, like my Etsy store is fairly new. I have just 200 sales. But on my Shopify store, I make like over $10,000 a month on my products alone in that store.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. So combining a few different buyer avatars or buyer personas, like, well, I'm looking for organizing. I'm looking for decluttering. I'm looking for cleaning. Like, hey, why don't we unbundle those you should, of course sell them all individually stock <laughs> add more skews to the shelf but then also have a bundle of those and higher perceived value i think that makes sense
1: when you bundle up your printables or other products even make a course bundle or an ebook bundle it just does so much better on etsy i noticed than to just have a one page printable because those don't sell as good and they also don't sell as much they probably sell like a one dollar or less
0: mm, okay
1: for just one page but if you have like lots of different pages together I do at least 30 pages in my printables and those tend to sell
0: a lot more. Oh, okay. So you're kind of making a pretty beefy resource at 30 plus pages. What's a t- typical price point for you? Or what's the price point for the home planner bundle?
1: Well, the home planner bundle, I'm selling it for like $17. You get like a, a few other printables in that bundle as well. Like you also get a 2023 goal planner and also, also a coloring page pack in that same bundle. And that sells for like $17. And I also have like an upsell where you can pay like 27 you get a few more printables too. And that does very well. That's like one of my upsells I have.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking about the margins on this. Like $17 that costs you next to nothing to fulfill. Just lather, rinse, repeat, create something once, sell it over and over again. Those are the types of side hustles that I like.
1: Exactly. I used to do drop shipping when I first started an online business. And that was really difficult to do. There was a lot of problems with like fulfillment because... You have to rely on somebody else to fulfill your product for you have no control over the shipping. So a lot of times I would get chargebacks, but that's why I turned to digital products only.
0: Right, right, right. I was going to say, like, are you for an even higher price? Are you doing like a a printout that, you know, nicely bound? I'm going to send this to you in the mail. Like, nah, you just print it home. I don't want to deal. Oh, no, I don't do that.
1: Yeah. They print off themselves or if they don't have a printer, they can take it to a print shop and also give them printing instructions with the printable.
0: Just in case there's no, is it? difficult?
1: Oh, oh, no, you just print it out on your computer. But you know, some people need like an extra help, they need like handholding.
0: Gotcha. All right, fair enough. So I'm okay, I have an understanding of, okay, I'm going where the demand already is trying to create something that people want, maybe smaller niche products, and then a bundle of something that would appeal to that entire person. Hey, look, just one low price, you get all this stuff at a slight discount, plus some different bonuses, coloring pages. You now, specific to either this Home planner or any of the related products in there. Talk to me about the ChatGPT or the AI assistedness of coming up with that. I think that's an interesting angle.
1: You can actually ask ChatGPT to give you product suggestions based on your niche. So you can do a prompt, which could be, "Please give me." Like I, I'm really polite to ChatGPT, so I always say, "Like please." Give me like ten product ideas in the, the money saving niche for printables or digital products or just whatever, and it will spit it out. It will give you like ten different product ideas, or you can even ask it for twenty ideas or just any any amount you, you would want, and it gives you all these ideas. But then you can also take that data it gave you and actually go on and research for yourself to see if it's trending on Google, if any of it is doing well on Etsy. Is it, are people on Etsy getting sales with this topic?
0: Yeah. Have they come up with any good ones that you hadn't considered before?
1: I really, really like the checklist idea that you were saying about the routine checklist. Like I think that'd be better than a planner. So I, I want to do that. But you you helped me come up with that idea. So I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I typed in, this is probably not the best prompt in the world. Please give me some digital product ideas for printables in the side hustle niche. And it came back with business planner, budget tracker, social media, content calendar, productivity worksheets. Etsy shop optimization checklist, which could easily be repurposed to a website optimization checklist. I actually have a whole book on that, like the small business website checklist from like 2013 or something. Business card templates, market research worksheets. I think that's a really interesting one. Like if you're evaluating a different niche, like, okay, here's how you ought to go about thinking about that. I think that's really creative. Inventory management sheets, if you've got a physical product. Expense deduction worksheets, like if you're in the finance accounting space, that's a really interesting one. Client management templates, if you're in a service-based business. Logo and branding templates. Content creation templates, that's an interesting one. Like, oh, we're creating product reviews as part of our side hustle. Like, you know, here's kind of like a fill-in-the-blank template that is proven based on some level of SEO metrics or something. That's interesting. Self-care and work-life balance planners the product launch checklist. I think I have a book launch checklist. Like that's an interesting one. I think I just have it as a freebie right now, but that could be a paid product in certain spaces, customer feedback, surveys, printable coupons and promotions, affiliate marketing planner. If you're going out to recruit affiliates to sell your product, here's how you're going to plan out your affiliate campaigns and the skill development tracker Man, chat GPT. I think these are pretty solid suggestions that it came up with just for that. So You might try that prompt or a variation of it to see what comes back in your space.
1: It just gives you so many really good product ideas. Like I I like the the launch checklist the best, like that launch one, you know, that show people how they could launch a product. Like that's a really solid idea right, right there.
0: Yeah. The next stage would be like, cool, can you give me more details on number 18 or what steps would you include in number 18? Now you have the starter template for that eventual freebie or product. Then, of course, you're going to add your own. Expertise and insight into, you're not probably going to just copy and paste this thing, but then go out and create that thing. So that's all right. Now you got my gear started a little bit. More with Becky in just a moment. You know, those things you should do, but they're not super urgent. So you just keep procrastinating on them, like scheduling an oil change or cutting the grass or just making some decision that you've been putting off. Like for us, it's what window coverings to order. But on the other side of just doing those tasks, is a feeling of satisfaction and accomplishment and one thing that's really important to me is closing that loop and taking some pride in hashtag adulting. Now one thing that I think is important to take care of sooner rather than later is locking in your term coverage life insurance through our sponsor Ladder. Ladder is 100% digital. That means no doctors, no needles, no paperwork when you're applying for three million dollars in coverage or less. All you got to do is answer a few questions about your health in an easy online application. You can even do it on your phone and then Ladder's smart algorithms go to work in real time so you'll find out if you're instantly approved. Now, with any insurance product, I think it's smart to ask, well, who's behind this? In this case, Ladder policies are issued by insurers with long proven histories of paying claims. In fact, they're rated A and A plus by AM Best. There's no hidden fees. You can cancel at any time. You can even get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. Finally, since life insurance costs more, the older you get, now's the time to cross it off your list. So go to ladderlife.com slash hustle today to see if you're instantly approved. That's L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash hustle. One more time, it's ladderlife.com slash hustle. As a side hustle show listener, I know you're looking for ways to improve your life through entrepreneurship. But earning more is just one part of the equation. That's why I want to recommend you check out the Personal Finance Podcast. It's hosted by my buddy, Andrew Ginkola, and he specializes in sharing the tips, tactics, and hacks to upgrade your money, all while spending less and saving more. For example, I just want to give you a few of the episodes I've been listening to recently. The first is called 13 Financial Moves to Reduce Stress and Anxiety. I think we all feel a certain amount of stress about money. Either there's not enough, or there's not going to be enough, or we're missing out on the next big thing. Andrew goes through this checklist of actionable ways that you can sleep better at night, which I loved. Second one was 10 ways to increase investment returns and how those small wins can really compound over time. After all, after we get paid from our side hustles, we want to make sure we're putting that cash to good use. And then finally, super interesting episode called Why You Should Negotiate Every Bill. Not something I'd really considered before, but apparently I've been leaving money on the table for years. Again, check out the Personal Finance Podcast, entertaining and informative advice from someone who absolutely loves the topic. Search for the Personal Finance Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your wallet will thank you later. But more than that, it's not just copying and pasting into Microsoft Word. like You're doing some level of beautification through Canva or through some other graphic design to like, okay, you know, I'm going to make these templates and spreadsheets look nice, look like something worth paying for rather than just the default font in in Excel or Google Sheets and say, okay, hit print on this.
1: I do brand it into Canva. I do like some formatting. It's It's really simple to use Canva. Like it's a very user-friendly app. I have a major in graphic design in college, so it's like probably easier for someone like me that knows design, but Sure, anybody could pick it up. It's like real simple. There's lots of free YouTube videos you could watch.
0: Are there any rules of thumb in terms of design? (laughs) From a graphic design major to distill this in 30 seconds. But what have you found really resonates with people in terms of a Canva design or a printable design, if there is such a thing?
1: Well, I like to use graphics in my designs. Some people don't. They, they prefer minimalistic ones. Like I see some on Etsy selling with just no graphics at all. But I, I always like to put in graphics in my designs. I just think it makes them stand out better than to have like some plain black and white like text. And, and that's all you have on your planner. Like I just don't like that. I prefer like put some really cute graphics. I like to use colors that look good together. And I'll get, like, a photo out and, like, color match it and see, like, what looks good. Like, like, say, a flower or, like, a tulip. And there's, like, I would look at the different shades, you know, and I could use that. It really helps, like, just to use what's in nature already. I just think that works really well as far as color theory.
0: Okay. So I'm on one of your posts. This is a grocery budget post on mombeach.com. And about halfway down, it says get your free monthly budget calendar now. So there's the freebie. And you can see it's really nicely designed, like, like, the preview of it Really nicely designed with flowers at the top and the months all looking nice there. So, trying to dress it up in a way that is not my strong suit, but I could definitely see appealing to a certain audience here, where it's like, okay, we're going to make this look nice. Because the alternative with any printable is, well, I'll just do it myself, right? So, that's kind of who you're competing against. It's like, okay, how do I make this a super easy no brainer decision for people?
1: My target is women, specifically moms. So I think, what would I like? So I'm kind of my own target, like, or my own avatar. And I'll say, what do I like? Well, I like watercolor flowers and like stuff to look pretty. Like, I don't like super plain stuff that's minimalistic. I'm just not a minimalistic person. I like to have bling bling and stuff like that.
0: (laughs) Make it look nice, dress it up. And then for the product previews, I guess that's always a question for me, either on Etsy or your own Shopify store, is how do you, showcase what it is and what it does without giving away too much of the things that's something like I might just you're too far in the weeds like don't worry about that you got to show people what it is they're not going to rip it off and not going to copy it themselves if they're shopping on these sites they're looking for the easy button solution anyways don't stress out about giving too much away
1: yeah I usually will make a mock-up in Canva because Etsy has 2000 by 2000 pixels for all their images for their listing and I'll just bring in like images of each page of the planner, and then I'll just make it look really nice in like a layout, and then put what it is at the top and how many pages it has and what format, like a PDF, and then the size of it as well. And I'll put my logo so no one can like steal it, and then I'll just upload oh, like a little watermark yeah, so type real, of deal. Yeah, it's really easy to, to use. I actually have a YouTube channel, and one of my videos recently was how to make a mock up in Canva.
0: Oh, okay. Well, YouTube is another traffic driver, potentially, between SEO, between YouTube, between Pinterest. Can you give us a sense of the pie chart of where visitors are coming from?
1: Most of them are coming from Google because I'm doing content marketing, kind of like a business would do. And the content is going to my, you know, they're searching for the content. And then I can sell products through the content because I'm already helping them. So they see me as a leader and what they're looking for. So then they'll usually will buy my product or they'll sign up for my email list then in the email list, I can further sell them products. So Google is like the number one traffic source to my blog and my printables and products. And the second one would be Pinterest. Like I actually do my Pinterest with Tailwind. It's like an online scheduler where you can schedule your pins because that, that's for people that are very busy. Otherwise, you can just do it yourself manually on Pinterest. A lot of people have good luck doing manual pinning. And also, I would like to use YouTube. I have like a YouTube channel where I post tutorials regularly for Canva. And I get lots of traffic to my products from there. And I'm also started a TikTok recently where I'm making short videos. And it's really hard to make Canva tutorials in a short video, like really hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. Go check out Miss Excel if you haven't, because she's doing Excel tutorials and she was doing crazy well. We talked to her about a year and a half ago. I struggle with all things short form. Like My sweet spot is this 45-minute podcast episode. It's definitely tricky, but excited to see where that goes. Have you had any takeoff on TikTok yet?
1: Well, the most I've gotten was like 500 views to this one tutorial. I was showing how to make animated text because I have to make the screen really small on my computer in order to film it really small. And I can't really show too much. I have to keep having to zoom in and out. And it's just so much effort.
0: Yeah. How long was it waiting for the Google sandbox or waiting to get that initial traction or something that? felt meaningful to you in terms of Google traffic after you started the site? I was going to quit after a year because I wasn't getting any traffic. I was
1: getting like just some from Facebook. Yeah, Facebook is also a good traffic driver for me because I post on Facebook a lot. I have a Facebook group and I've been running Facebook ads this year. So at first, like they weren't giving me any traffic and my blog wasn't even listed on Google and I I was going to quit. My friends and family were telling me I was wasting my time and I should stick to my nine to five job. I was going to listen to them and quit my blog and just like sell the domain or something. It was a really good domain. Bomb Beach is a really easy to remember domain.
0: Yeah, it's only eight letters. Yeah, it's a a pretty good one. What kept you going during that time with no traffic and no sales?
1: Well, there's just something inside me. I said, I got to do this. The only alternative was going back to these nine to five jobs and being treated like a second class citizen and, And I just hated that feeling, you know, like someone just bossing me around, telling me to do stuff I don't even want to do. I'm a very opinionated person. And a lot of times I would let them have it if they were getting me too stressed out. And like, and that wasn't really good because then I would have a personality conflict with them. And I just didn't do well working for other people.
0: (laughs) Do you remember your first digital product sale through the site or the first article that you got to rank? Like describe that feeling.
1: One time, a Google app like put my passive income post on their app, and I was able to get five thousand page views in, in a day. And I was so excited; I couldn't believe it.
0: Yeah, watch it spike up. This is on like Google Discover, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, Google Discover. Yeah, so they put my passive income post, and I got five thousand page views in a day. And then the next day, I got even more. And I was like super, super excited. This was like very recent to my blogging journey. I just couldn't believe it. And like, this really got me happy. And then I put a product for sale. I made a passive income ebook on the page to get some sales. I didn't get that many sales from there because immediately it was gone because they only put it on there for a day.
0: Right. It's like a huge spike. And I've seen the same thing. It hasn't happened super recently, but occasionally they would pick up a new episode as it was released and you see this big spike and then it would be gone. Like By the time you get that product up there, the yeah, have you yeah, get a it was special opted up there. It's like, oh, it's already gone. It's already over.
1: Yeah, so then I didn't get many sales because like, because I should have put it to begin with. So I was thinking, I need to put products on every single blog post here because what if it happens again?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that was something that Jennifer Maker talked about in, I guess, her crafting website, crafting blog. And it was like almost every page describes this craft project. If you wanted to actually do the thing, you almost had to opt in for her template or guide like, to be able to do it. And so she had this massive, I think she, when we spoke, this was years ago, had like 300,000 people on our email list. And it was largely kind of in the cricket niche. You know, I'm going to use this little machine to make these crafts. And it was fascinating how almost every article had its own lead magnet. And it sounds like, you know, similar here, or or you can overlap a few. Like if it's related to budgeting, I'm going to throw out my budget planner template, you know, something like that. That's something I could probably work on. Was doing that better for a while, or, you know, here's the content upgrade or whatever for each individual post but it's it's like it's so time consuming it's such a pain to do i don't know how you approach that
1: i was actually in jennifer maker's mastermind she had a short-lived mastermind so i got to talk to her a lot over calls she was really amazing and that's what gave me the idea to further my blog and it's really helped me grow a lot as a blogger like getting to know her and other top bloggers doing their what you just like see what they're doing and you do it yourself
0: yeah. Do you have a rule of what goes into the opt-in versus what is free content indexed in Google, hoping to pick up search traffic versus what's the paid product? It's always something that I've struggled with because people say, well, you know, just give it all away. And it's like, well, at a certain point, you got to try to sell this stuff. Like you can't give it all away. I just have a hard time trying to figure out where you draw the line between free and paid.
1: Well, you do like a quick win, something that they, they could use right away, something small. Because a lot of people aren't going to download a, like a 300-page planner. Like, oh, here's a 300-page planner you can download for free. And they're like, that, that's a lot of pages. I don't know if I have enough ink in my printer to download that. <laughs> so they they won't do it. So if you say, oh, here's a five-page planner, then the upsell will be the 300-page planner. And they go, oh, 300 pages I could purchase. Because a lot of times people don't care unless they buy it. Because when they buy, get something for free... Like you don't really care about as much as if you purchase it.
0: Yeah. Somebody else, I think it was Ryan Levesque called it, give them what they want, sell them what they need. First, you got to grease the wheels with this quick win. And it sounds like that's what the freebie content is designed to do. And then we'll here if you're interested in this, you can really take it to the next level with this paid product. Any Pinterest tips for us? It's been a while since we talked about Pinterest marketing. I know the algorithm is constantly changing over there. What do you see working over there these days?
1: Well, less is more because I was pinning like a hundred times a day with Tailwind at one point, but nowadays less is more like I'll pin like five to seven times a day, sometimes like 10 times a day, but I'm using a Tailwind scheduler. And I just noticed the less you pin, it seems the better you do. And also new content, like Pinterest favors like new pins, like to regularly make new Pinterest pins, new titles, new descriptions for your piece of content that really helps you rank better as well. Like if at one pin's doing really well, you should make, make like alternative pins. Or if you have a pin that's not doing very well, you should just make different titles of it, maybe do a different pin design. And also Tailwind can actually make you pins itself. You know, it has like an automated pin maker.
0: Oh, interesting. That's a new feature since the last time I logged in over there. So they're getting on the AI bandwagon too. Like, hey, here's what we've seen do well based on your title description. We'll make you a pin yourself. Gosh, that would be a huge time saver.
1: Yes, and also does like automated descriptions. You can even automate a description for free using ChatGPT and it will give you hashtags and like put emojis in your description because emojis tend to get lots of attention.
0: Yeah, okay, interesting. So even if it's pointing to the same blog post on your site, creating and testing several different pin variations, Am I is that correct? Or I just, I need to have a new blog post to point to and create the new pins.
1: You can have the same blog post, but you can create new pins for it. Like for instance, like I've I've like a blog post that does very well. It's on Marie Kondo like organization, and that I have like this organization checklist that's like an upsell in there. And then for the pin, for some reason, the the pin that did the best was ju- just a picture of somebody with a bunch of folded clothes. Like it wasn't even have any words on it or anything. It was just a picture of folded clothes. You just never know what's going to take off on Pinterest. So you should never delete your pins like if you think one of your pins is ugly like don't delete it because it might take off like i've had the most ugliest pins take off
0: (laughs) (laughs) you just never know i guess that's why you test it yeah that's yeah i would be bad at you know all those like a b testing games which test one and i'm like almost always on the losing side like oh that's not the one i would have chose but that's why you run the tests did you know that roughly half of side hustle nation hasn't started their side hustle yet if that's you Anything else on the Pinterest front in terms of the keywords or the pins themselves or scheduling aside from the tailwind software?
1: You should also look at Pinterest trends to see what's currently trending. And then you can make a topic around that. And also long tail keywords do very well on Pinterest. Like one topic that's really taken off a lot was toddler activities to do indoors. Like that one is like extremely well for me on Pinterest right now. I'm getting like just so much traffic and I'm also selling a kid's activity in that post and it's doing very well.
0: Yeah, toddler activities would be the short term. or I'm gonna specify toddler activities to do indoors. Hey, the rainy season is coming upon us. What can we do inside? Okay, so targeting the longer tail variation, especially if you have a newer Pinterest account, I imagine you don't gotta build up, I don't know what their algorithm is, but like to build up some authority and get some traction to that stuff. I think that's, that's really interesting. And then the stickiness, Rosemary Groner, like, hey, this is a search engine for content, and that's what people are on there for. And so, if you can lead them to your content and target those long tail keywords, just like you would in Google or other search engines, I think that makes a lot of sense. So, we've covered Pinterest. We've got lots of episodes on SEO, so we won't beat that horse. We mentioned YouTube, TikTok. The Facebook group is geared toward moms who want to budget or people who want to create and sell printables. What's the aim of the group there?
1: Well, I had two groups, and I had one that was for for moms that are just staying at home and need help with organization and like, just just basically self care. But then that group it was completely dead, so I, I like archived it. And my other group is just for mom bloggers and business owners. but it's moms who want to start their own business or start their own blog or currently have a blogger business that need like some help. And I'll do like Facebook Lives in that group a lot. And also I post new content for my blog. My blog comes out with a new post. I'll post the the new blog post in there and podcast episodes.
0: What's the name of the group? We'll plug it here.
1: Mom Bloggers and Business Owners. It used to be called Mom Boss Beach, but I thought that was kind of stupid.
0: (laughs) Well, that was a recent tip as well on the show was, look, don't try and get cute with the name. Just tell people what it is. And the example was like nursing students in nursing school. <laughs> so You just try to include as many keywords as you can. The algorithm there. Oh,
1: yeah. Yes. Since including the keywords, it's really grown a lot. Yeah.
0: It's like, hey, I will take that free traffic from Facebook as well. It's a top five search engine. People might be looking for what you have to sell uh, over there. So again, a top of the funnel entry point in relationship building platform. Just another touch point to get people into your ecosystem. And I want to talk about the email funnel. So somebody... Opt in for the freebie. They get redirected to the sales page. Is it is that a limited time offer? Like, hey, limited time discount, get the full meal, the 30 page bundle at this low price? Or is it just, hey, I don't know, talk to me about how that works? And Then I go into like the email follow up sequence.
1: When they get redirected to the sales page, I have a countdown timer and they only get access to this product for like 20 minutes. And after the countdown, we'll actually redirect to the, the full price, you know? So they, they only get the, discount within 20 minutes if they don't decide and that creates scarcity and it makes people take action because otherwise they won't get the offer then they'll be redirected directors to the full price a lot of people will take advantage because that countdown timer kind of gets scary because you're like saying oh oh 20 minutes to decide if i want this or not
0: (laughs) yeah is that in shopify you can build that or is that lead pages or what's the tech behind it
1: at first i was using elementor it's free you do this plugin called evergreen countdown because with the, the elementor pro that's when you get the countdown timer. But for the free one, you don't get a countdown timer. So I recommend downloading Evergreen Countdown Timer, which is a separate WordPress plugin. Nowadays, I have lead pages too. So I've been creating all the new ones with lead pages.
0: Yeah, that's how I have mine behind a couple different opt-ins is like limited time upsell. You want the companion workbook to go along with the $500 challenge, like it's half off or something. Is that, I guess... How much do you discount it by?
1: The full price was sell, sell for $27. So I usually will take off $20 and say, oh, you get it for $7, it's $20 off. That's like a big discount. So that makes people take action even further because it's just a digital product that I can resell over and over. Like it's isn't like I have inventory that to purchase, like I had to do with drop shipping. You don't have to do that anymore. So I just, well, I'm just gonna give all, all these digital products out. I can sell them for as low as I want. I can even do like a 50% off sale in my store, and it's only $3.50 for the $7 products.
0: Yeah. What kind of take rate do you see on that limited-time $7 offer?
1: I get, like, really good sales on that. Like, like think my best day, I oh, made like, maybe 5000 in a day off my digital products. But it was, like, a really freak one. Freak accent usually never happens. Like, that was the best selling day I ever had.
0: Was that, like, a Cyber Monday promotion or something?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe my post got picked up somewhere, because I do do lots of harrow which is help a reporter out. Like I do lots of herald queries and maybe one of my posts was mentioned somewhere.
0: Dang, five grand in a day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I just couldn't believe it.
0: The metric I was getting after was the conversion rate on that opt-in page because I've heard wildly different variations. Like, oh, you want to have a 30% Take Ray or you want to have, yeah, I don't know. So just curious what it was in your case.
1: I hate doing metrics and like statistics and like figuring things out. I, I just don't, don't like that. Like I'm not a planner. I'm a doer. So I, I'll just throw something at the wall. So like spaghetti at the wall and see what works. Like I don't really keep track of like any click through rates or anything like that. Like I know it's bad, but I just don't. Like, I don't know how many page views I get. I don't know what the percent of clicks I have, what the percent of sales I'm getting. I, I just don't keep track of that.
0: I just see the cash flow coming in. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, so is- when
1: the cash flow stops coming in, that's when I'll worry and do something about it. But like right now, I don't have to. I don't care.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. And then on the email sequence. So obviously, I guess email number one is probably delivering the freebie that somebody just opted in for. Can you give me a sense of what gets sent out after that and what upsell or what? Product sale opportunities, like how are those presented over email?
1: Well, I have like fifteen different sales funnels on my on my blog right now, and it just depends on what they purchase. A lot of times, the same freebie will get sent to like different sales funnels. A lot of times, like I'll do a follow up email sequence. Like if they didn't purchase a sales funnel, you can actually filter them because Shopify can connect with ConvertKit, so you can filter out people that haven't purchased. And if they haven't purchased the product, then they'll get sent the follow up sequence.
0: Okay, and then. That invites them to, you know, like, hey, you didn't take the $7 offer. Now it's 27 Like, how are you presenting that?
1: Well, usually I'll just keep it the same price because you're right. Like, they say, oh, well, $7. Why are you saying it's um, $27? I'm not going to buy that. So, a lot of times I'll just give it the same. I'll just give the same price. Oh, oh, there's still time to get this for $7. That's what I do. Like, I won't raise the price when I'm doing a follow up email sequence if that they, if they didn't purchase. So, it's like, oh, oh, I have another chance because at the time I wasn't ready to purchase. But since you've been, nurturing me with all these emails that are helpful. Now I feel ready to purchase. I'll go grab my wallet and like buy something.
0: Okay, fair enough. So we've got the digital product sales. We've got affiliate income through the site. We didn't really touch on the ad income through the site. But like once you have traffic, obviously you can monetize in a bunch of different ways. But Becky, where's your time going these days? Now you've got all these different funnels operating. Are you spending time creating new content? New digital products. Like what's what's a day in the life if there is such a thing?
1: I have like a VA, like a full time VA now, and, and she takes care of a lot of the products and the sales pages. And I focus on like course creation and also research, like product research. Like my day is mostly spent because I'm, I'm very good at product research. Like I used to be a UX designer for 20 years. So I'm very good at like research and development to create new apps. Cause I was doing apps for Verizon and like up in 7 Eleven and different companies throughout my career. So I'm just very good at product research and seeing what works and doing user testing and user research.
0: Okay. What's surprised you the most over the last, I guess, eight years since this thing started?
1: Just how far it's grown because I went from making a dollar a month. Like I told my brother-in-law, Oh, I made a dollar this month. And he goes, don't quit your day job. And he was laughing. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I guess that wasn't very good. But then the next, maybe the next couple of months, I was making a hundred a month and it just kept growing and growing and growing. Now I'm making 30,000 a month and maybe like next year I'll make 50,000 a month. You just never know. It just keeps growing and growing and growing.
0: Yeah. It keeps compounding. Like your education in online business keeps compounding on on itself and those dollars can start to add up and be really, really meaningful. And like, I don't want to discount that first dollar. I still remember sitting in the hotel in Chattanooga, Tennessee, hitting refresh on this report. I made my first sale. And it's just like the feeling that everybody has that story of like, what do you call them? Randos on the internet? Somebody bought my thing. And it's like, oh, a really cool feeling. So appreciate you sharing that. What's next for you? What's got you excited these days?
1: Well, I'm just really really excited to continue my journey with AI because it's really just tripled my product creation output. And I'm also having my VA use it to create products like I I like to use it to create activities for kids and workbooks. And I'm just going to continue to just help as many people as possible. That's why I wanted to get on this podcast to reach more people because I just feel called that I need to help other people reach financial freedom and be able to quit their day job because I don't want someone to go through life being miserable. Yeah, life's just too short. You really need to do what you love and put yourself out there and like spread what you know because you have like your own unique talents that you need to get out there and share with other people. You can't just keep it all inside and work some nine to five job the rest of your life.
0: Right. Tell me about these like workbooks, these activity guides. I think this is interesting. And this is some of the stuff that sells on Teachers Pay Teachers too.
1: I actually have a free gift for your audience. If you go to beckybeach.co slash free gift, then you get a free training on how to make a kid's activity for Halloween because Halloween's coming up. So Halloween printables are doing very well. So you can get a head start. Creating a Halloween printable. And you also get the Canva template that you can actually resell. You get commercial use rights. So you could resell this and make money today or even like just this weekend, wherever you get around to it.
0: AI printable activities. Do you have an example of one that's done well outside of the Halloween one?
1: I have like a Christmas bundle of kids activities in my Shopify store. And that does extremely well. And it's just so easy to create with chat GPT. There's all these game ideas And that you can like think of, you just go on Etsy and search Christmas printable games. And they have all these game ideas and you can just create them with ChatGPT. Like you can give it, like one of the games is like a trivia game. You can ask ChatGPT to create trivia questions for you.
0: Okay, okay.
1: And it will come up with all these trivia questions and answers. And then you can even make it, create you a Sudoku puzzle. You can make it, create you a word search, word scramble.
0: Okay, yeah. Bundling a bunch of these together under a theme like, Halloween, like Christmas, like you know, whatever holiday that's coming up. Okay, that's exciting. So again, that's BeckyBeach.co/slash/free-gift free training on creating your first AI printable activity for kids, plus those Canva templates over there. BeckyBeach.co/slash/free-gift. Becky, there's been awesome. Really inspired by what you've created, and definitely like just plug it in that prompt into chat gpt Like, oh, I never would have thought of that, but yeah, that's a potential product idea. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation.
1: Don't give up. Like I'm sure maybe you've tried lots of these different side hustles that are mentioned on on this podcast. You're thinking, oh, it's just not working for me. Don't just say, just see what works. Just throw all this spaghetti at the wall you can and see what sticks. Try new things. Don't just try one thing and then call it quits. Just keep trying. If you have a dream of having your own side hustle and creating an online business, then just just keep on going. Like, don't just quit after the first year like I was going to do. Like I just kept going and going. And look at me today. I don't have to work a nine-to-five job anymore. I can do what I want every day. I have financial freedom. I have no debt. It's like I paid off all my debt. And, and I can travel. Before, I never got to travel. I only got like, like maybe two weeks off a whole year for my job.
0: Yeah, that's the important point to hammer home is... Don't give up because and you've seen the meme of like the miner in the in the diamond mine or the gold mine. He's, you know, he quits just before he reaches that thing. And I feel like that's where you were a year into this. Look, I'm not seeing results. I'm not seeing traffic. I'm not seeing traction, but powering through that, like having the confidence to say, I know this can work. I just, I'm gonna need a little bit more time to start to see those results. And I think that's probably consistent with a lot of the website building side hustles that we've seen not the startest not the fastest to get started but something that can really really start to scale and get that flywheel spinning down the road appreciate you sharing that a few things i wanted to highlight before we wrap up number one really with any product digital or physical or even blog content starting with the demand starting with is this something that people want does it solve their problems and then you know Becky said, i got 15 different sales funnels Cool. Start with one. Start with one product. Start with one piece of content and you could spider it out and build from there. Like don't get overwhelmed by the elaborate systems that have been built up. But you know, start with one, start to drive traffic, start to test. And really, it's a game of traffic and conversion, like a lot of online business, or pretty much all online businesses. Like, okay, how am I going to get eyeballs to my stuff? And then how am I going to monetize? I'm going to sell my own products. I'm going to monetize with affiliate relationships. I'm going to monetize with advertising. Different paths to go, and it could be all of the above, but starts with that demand, starts with that driving traffic. And so, starting with that intent, but really appreciate you joining me again, mombeach.com. Check it out over there. If you're new to the show, awesome that you would spend some time with Becky and I in your earbuds today. Now, fun fact for you I've been interviewing awesome, inspiring entrepreneurs like Becky for the last 10 years, which just is still crazy to me. And all of those actionable evergreen episodes that are available for you to binge on in the archives right now. You can just find the side hustle show and whatever app you're in and there's hundreds of episodes. If you're not sure where to start, my recommendation is to build yourself a personalized playlist at hustle.show. You can head over there. You can do it right from your phone. You're going to answer a few short, multiple choice questions and it'll spit back out that custom curated playlist. You can add it to your device. You can learn what works. You can go forth and make some more money. Again, that's Hustle that show. Big thanks to Becky for sharing her insight. Thanks to Ladder for sponsoring this week. You can hit up SideHustleNation.com slash deals for all the latest offers from our sponsors in one place. And thank you for supporting the advertisers that support the show. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're finding value in the show, make sure to text it to a friend. Hey, check this out. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on.